Welcome back to the Hope Bible School, verse-by-verse Bible study of 1 John. Get a new lesson every other week on Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern. We are now on Lesson 17. Let's review what we learned in Lesson 16. We learned that God promises that if you daily choose to walk in the light by spending time in the Word of God, you will have deep and intimate fellowship with Him. You will have fellowship with others that are seeking God, and you will experience the continual cleansing of all sin because of the blood of Jesus. Now let's read our verse for lesson 17. 1 John 1.8 If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let's focus on the first part of 1 John 1.8. If we say we have no sin. The word sin means missing the target. The target is keeping God's commands. Sin is an act, thought, or behavior that violates God's commands and misses the target. In Genesis 2, 16-17, we read that God commanded Adam not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 2, 16 through 17. And the Lord commanded him, You may eat freely from every tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. In Genesis 3, 1 through 7, we read that Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent regarding God's commands. Genesis 3, 1-7 Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God has said you must not eat of it or touch it or you will die. You will not surely die, the serpent told her. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eyes, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom, she took the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. So they sewed together fig leaves and made coverings for themselves. Adam 
made a choice to disobey God. He missed the target of keeping God's commands. He sinned. In Romans 5.12, we read that because of this choice, sin entered the world and impacted everyone from that point on. Romans 5.12, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, so also death was passed on to all men because all sinned. In Romans 3.23, we read that we are all sinners. If you compare your actions against God's commands, you can quickly see that you are constantly falling short. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In Galatians 5.17, we read that there is a battle going on within us. This battle is between the desires of the spirit and the desires of the flesh. The term flesh refers to our sinful nature. Galatians 5.17 For the flesh craves what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are opposed to each other, so that you do not do what you want. In 1 Peter 2.11, we are called to abstain from the desires of the flesh. This shows us that there is a sin nature within us that is always trying to turn us from God's ways. There is a war going on inside of us because of sin. 1 Peter 2.11 Beloved, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh which war against your soul. Even though the Bible clearly teaches that we have sin and have a sinful nature, there are people that believe they have no sin. Here are some examples, but there are many other variations. There are people that believe in moral relativism. They believe that Moral principles vary from person to person and culture to culture. They believe that sin is just a religious construct that is not valid. They believe what's wrong for you is not wrong for me. According to them, it's all relative. Next, others may discount sin by saying things like, everyone makes mistakes, or I have never killed anyone. They think they are good people. They deny the gravity of sin. They don't see sin as a big deal or take it seriously. They have a misunderstanding of sin. They think that they are not sinning when in fact they are. In Matthew 5, 21 through 22, Jesus sets the bar high when he says that if you are 
angry with a brother or sister, you will be subject to judgment. And if you call someone an idiot, you will be in danger of the fire of hell. Who can say that they have not been angry with someone, called someone an idiot, or even cursed someone? Matthew 5, 21 through 22. You have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. There are other people that believe they have achieved sinless perfection through the work of the Holy Spirit. They believe that they are completely free from sin. Even though people believe there is no such thing as sin, misunderstand sin, don't see it as important, or think they are free from sin, the Bible clearly teaches that we have sin. Now, let's look at the next part of 1 John 1.8. We deceive ourselves. The word deceive means to cause to wander, to misguide, or to lead away from the truth and into error. If we don't believe what the Bible says about sin and don't believe that we are sinners, the consequence is that we will deviate from the truth. We will be wandering away from God. In Mark 10, 17 through 22, we read about a rich young man. He came to Jesus and asked him what he needed to do to obtain eternal life. He told Jesus that he had kept the commandments from his youth. Then Jesus revealed the sin in his life. Instead of turning from his sin, he went away sorrowful and decided not to follow Jesus. He deceived himself and turned from the truth. Mark 10, 17 through 22. As Jesus started on his way, a young man ran up and knelt before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus replied. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not cheat others. Honor your mother and father. Teacher, he replied, all these I have kept from my youth. Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, there is one thing you lack. Go, sell everything you own and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But the young man was saddened by these words and went away in sorrow because he had great wealth. It's easy to deceive ourselves 
like the rich young man did. We do this by not taking sin seriously or by not understanding what sin truly is. We can be quick to justify our sin, defend it, or even discount it. By doing so, we are making a choice to wander from the truth. We are deceiving ourselves. Let's look at the final part of 1 John 1.8. And the truth is not in us. If we don't acknowledge that there is a God that has commandments that can be broken or that we don't think sin applies to us or we don't understand the extent of sin or we believe we have achieved sinless perfection, then we won't see the need for a savior. The truth will not be in us. True followers of Jesus recognize the need for a savior because they understand that they have sin. And the further they walk in the light, the more they realize how sinful they actually are. They will understand the gravity of sin and desperately seek God's forgiveness. When you understand that you have sin and need a savior, you will not deceive yourself. The truth will be in you. In John 14, 6, we read that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Galatians 2.20, we read that when you put your faith in Jesus, who is the truth, and believe he was crucified for you, Jesus will live in you. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. In John 8, 30-32, we read that if you continue in God's word, then you will know the truth, and the truth will will set you free. When you continue in God's word, then the truth is in you and the truth will set you free. John 8, 30 through 32. As Jesus spoke these things, many believed in him. So he said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. In conclusion, the Bible teaches that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that there is a battle going on inside of us because we have a sin nature. If you say that you have no sin, 
you will wander from the truth and the truth will not be in you. When you recognize that you are a sinner, you will not be deceived. And Jesus, who is the truth, will be living in you. Continue in God's word and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you've been blessed by Hope Bible School, please share it with others. If you have any prayer requests, please share them in the comments. Thank you and God bless you.